Welcome to More to Come, PW Comic World's weekly podcast on graphic novel and comics publishing, recorded at the PW offices in New York City. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly, co-editor of PW Comics World, and editor of The Fanatic, PW's twice-a-month comics and pop culture newsletter. Check us out online at publishersweekly.com slash comics. And I'm Heidi McDonald. I'm the editor-in-chief of The Beat at comicsbeat.com. And you can check us out on Twitter at at PWComicsWorld. And I'm Kate Fitzsimmons. I'm the podcast producer. And you can find us online on Tumblr at pwcomicsworld.tumblr.com. And don't forget, you can subscribe to more to come on the Apple Podcast app, also on Google Podcasts, and on Stitcher. And eventually, on social media, one day, when Facebook lets me get back into our Facebook account, you'll be able to go to facebook.com slash PW Comics World. And don't forget, if you work at Facebook and know how both Calvin and I <laughs> yes, can resolve help. our Facebook issues, please email us um, at pwcomicsworld.gmail.com. Uh, and also, just let us know how we're doing. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'd love too. to hear from our listeners. Um, you know, please give us a rating, give us a thumbs up, or just let us know. Uh, something, please. Yeah, something. Yeah, let us know something. Um, this week on More to Come. A Union Comes to Image Comics. Diamond hit by ransomware. Book banning is just out of control. Uh, and Mariko Tamaki launches an LGBTQ imprint at Abrams Comics Art. So, uh, all the news this week, oh, well, not all the news, but really a big story this week obviously has been, uh, a unionization effort, uh, really, uh, unprecedented in the comics industry at Image Comics. Um, uh, a, a comics, independent comics publisher with the legacy of iconoclastic, um, artists who broke away actually to get a little bit more control over their employment. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, a little irony. Yeah, there is some irony here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. Well, this bro- news broke literally after we did our last podcast, like five minutes afterwards. Um, and via a website, uh, the, so image staffers. Uh, not creators, image staffers mm-hmm. are attempting to unionize. And, uh, Calvin, what's the name of the, the larger union that's helping the, the, them? The, the Communication Workers of America. Right. That's CWA. part of the processes they right. need. A, uh, and affiliation. They, they put up a website that the Image Comics Union is called Comic Book Workers United. And they announced their intentions on a website and in a Twitter thread. And, um, yeah, there was great shock. And, yeah. Well, and there's also a great response across uh, the the industry. Um, uh, and of course, I think we're also going through uh, grasping uh, the protocols and the processes for forming a union. Uh, it's a no small thing. It's more than a notion to do this. Um, uh, I've had some communication with both uh, the, the comic book workers uh, united uh, and, and the what ten. Um, ten out of twelve. The ten yes. union, basically, I'm calling them the union organizers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, some small amount of contact with Image, uh, mostly the the statements that we we've, we've seen posted on Twitter, mm-hmm. they forwarded to me, uh, and I have had a little bit of communication with um, a representative of the CWA, mm-hmm. just to explain, just to me to get some facts straight. For my editor. Well, there's, when I wrote a you know, from the moment that this, this launched, there has been an insane amount of 
confusion over it, you know, and some of it deliberate. Uh, but one is that it is going to represent creators because as you probably will recall, but I think it was three years ago, there was a call for a comic book union. This is after mm-hmm. the Oni press, um, layoffs yes. and mm-hmm. there was a lot of, you know, like we need a union and, uh, this comic book workers united would cover Oni, uh, because it's for people who work, who are employees of a particular publisher. Yeah. Um, but there was so many people saying, oh, well, the creators, you know, like, just so much, I, I just, well, there's a, always a fog of war, well, otherwise known yeah. as social media every time. Right. Well, pr- freelance, uh, freelancers are uh, prohibited by yes. law mm-hmm. by from law. collective bargaining. So Which they, is ridiculous. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, theoretically, they are allowed to form a guild. Yes. You can form an association, yes. a guild. Yes. Uh, I, in fact, I belonged to the one for many years and, 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 uh, managed the softball team, uh, the <laughs> national, the national writers union, which is oh, essentially right. yes. a, a, uh, an association of freelance writers. Right. And they can do a lot of union like things. Uh, they can't, they can't call the strike, but they can uh, provide services to you and they can put pressure. Right. Um, well, what was really interesting about Comic Book Workers United was their list of goals because yeah. a lot of them, I mean, it wasn't like we need our pay raise. Nothing of it was monetary at all. It really, um, was more like, um, uh, can we please organize this company, uh, to foster a more competitive industry as a whole through salary yeah. and workload transparency for all existing proposed job titles? Employees industry wide should know what they and their peers are working for and what they can expect from future employment. Uh, so salary transparency, but um, imp- here's a good one. Number two on the list, improve staff morale through annual staff and management reviews to assess performance workload and whether there was a clear need to expand a department, craft a new role, or increase compensation for employees who have taken on a larger quantity or more complex suited tasks. Now, that's kind of like management 101. Can we please yeah. get performance reviews? I mean, that's yikes. Um, this is the first time <laughs> I've heard someone going, please, what I want is a performance right. review. Uh, but I mean, I guess it proves why you need them because things can go terribly wrong That's if there true. hasn't been one uh, for many years. Per- performance re- uh, reviews have their own uh, issues as well. Yeah, but I mean, the fact that they're but, begging for one of the but that's what I mean. organizing yeah. yeah, you must be a really disorganized company if people are like, well, performance you know, reviews. Well, listen That's to true. Th- Though th- many companies th- have done away with performance reviews. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but... That, well, I understand. They're facing a situation where they're saying, this is something we need to We consider. need to analyze well, they the want to get raises is what I, that sounds like Absolutely. to me. Well, no, what, yes. well it, what it also sounds like to me is like, maybe the workload is not distributed in an efficient or helpful manner well, and me, they let, might like some other employees yeah. to join them let in me, useful places. Let I mean, me read you, the next two because these might shed more light on what we're talking about here. Number three, the creation of a more transparent company culture through monthly all-hands meetings so all staff can better understand sure. both the current and future priorities, responsibilities, and workloads of other departments. Uh, once again, please, no, can we have a meeting? Yeah. Now, that seems startling. If you don't have regular call. meetings... Uh, for the, the staff to engage the staff, then obviously that's a problem. Yeah, that's a pretty that yeah. that you know we're reading between the it, lines here. It sounds like the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing, and the hands would really like to shake. Right, and here's the fourth. Let me just read number mm-hmm. four, but I don't have to read all nine. Uh, increase 
knowledge retention through the implementation of detailed record keeping and procedure documentation broadcast oh, of any given role. These documents are to include detailed and explicit descriptions and instructions for all expected job duties. So in other words, can we please write things down? <laughs> like these are like, yeah. like I said, these are so basic and so simple that it kind of, you know, the word on the street has always been that image is a very loosely run company and these yeah. union goals would I mean, it, it's interesting. The yeah. list, the list, uh, includes, I think, some very clear yes. and obvious, uh, goals. Now, very early on, they do mention salary and workload transparency for all, uh, mm-hmm. positions. That's important, without a doubt. And we, you mentioned the other things. Uh, but this is also a list that they hope to, like, project. Maybe in the broader industry. Right. Well, the ones that got the most attention all are right. the last two, eight, yes. nine. Uh, eight, a long-term actionable plan to address the overall lack of diversity in yes. both general staff and management. The authors, artists, and readers who bring comics to life have never been homogenous, and the stories we publish could only be improved by staffing our organization in a way that more accurately reflects the demographics of our creators, our readership, and the nation as a whole. Yeah. Uh, and then number and then, nine. Number yes. nine. Renewed commitment to company values, the addition of a collective voting mm-hmm. option to immediately cancel publication of any title whose creators have been found to have engaged in abuse sexual assault, racism, and xenophobia, homophobia, transphobia, anti-Semitism, Islamophobiaism, Elizabophobia, ableism, etc. until such time as said creators have engaged in meaningful reparations toward affected persons. I would call that the Warren Ellis Clause. Yes, I would say as well. And you yeah. could probably, uh, you know... Run some other names through yes, there. Yes, yes, but I mean the uh, most recent. Should you, you the know, most, choose I mean, to? Yeah, I mean, it just um, in, in case you missed yeah. that episode. Uh, um, and that 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 particular one seems to be getting a lot of attention. Yes. Uh, um, now, I mean, what? Uh, uh, now, one of the other issues that I think uh, is out there is that they have called for a voluntary recognition rec- recognition. Excuse me. Of the union mm-hmm. and image uh, no. has has not yet done so. No, and, and, and uh, yeah, as of last week, they had not recognized them, and they are forcing them to go to a vote. No. Uh, and that statement. Let me just read the statement yeah. on the website. Mm-hmm. Uh, as of November fifth, Image Comics has failed to formally acknowledge a request for voluntary recognition. We're interpreting that lack of formal response, coupled with a Twitter post the company made indicating their intention to force us into a totally unnecessary election, as a denial of our request. This is disappointing given that 10 of the 12 eligible staff members have already voted to form and public support our union, but we are strong in our principles and the pending election changes nothing. Now, according to the, the CBWU, uh, Image Conference has 21 employees. Yes. Uh, of that, those 21, 12, uh, um, 12 employees are part of, would be part of the bargaining unit or basically eligible right. to, for union representation. Um, I think it's an interesting staff to management uh, oh, I was going to say a lot, ratio. Of, a lot of chiefs to Indians there. So seems you to know, me the fact that you can't get people to write things down or have meetings <laughs> yes. or but yet half harsh. of your employees are management. Well, I mean, I don't know anything about management. Well, I do wonder if some of that is technical, right? Well, like if some of those people might officially be contractors or might. Well, they, know, can't well they can't be contractors. They can't be contractors. They have to be full-time staff. No, 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 the ones who aren't eligible. No, the ones well, that doesn't matter. No, they're no, not. See, the, oh, okay. Yeah. My, my question that I put to CBW was, how many full-time people do you does mm-hmm. image employ? Right. And I, the answer I got was 21. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So, um, uh, this will be interesting. Now, I, I looked around online to see how is a bargaining unit determined. Mm-hmm. And it's Zen-like. It's, it's almost like, I don't even know how to describe it. It, it basically, it is, uh, determined by a, uh, a community of interests within an employer, but ultimately it's determined by the National Labor Relations Board. Mm-hmm. And I guess they convene in a room with incense and everything I read about it is that, well, you, it, Kind of is happens in this technical space. Translation: Do you work there? Are you not management? Then maybe (laughs) it will be you. So, but you know the uh, the CWA uh, representative and the CBWU basically have uh, confirmed for me that there's 12 eligible. Well, I mean, look, it's not that hard to know. Like people said they didn't recognize these names on the list of people. And I'm like, well, I, you know, Chloe Ramos, I know her. She's mm-hmm. always, you know, she does their um, library sales. I mean, for instance, two people that we quote all the time would be, I mean, Jeff Boyson. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking, let me see what Jeff's title is. I'm looking on, um, I'm looking on um, LinkedIn. Let's see if I can figure that out. Uh, wow. LinkedIn made changed how you search for people here. Um, he might not be on LinkedIn. Well, okay. Okay. Jeff Boyson's title is Director of Sales and Publishing Planning at Image Comics. Director. Exactly. He is management. management. He's management. I mean, that's yeah. pretty clear, you know? Um, you know what? This showed me when I did this on LinkedIn, uh, we can call people out because it showed me other people. Alex Cox, Director of Specialty Sales at Image. Uh, Heather Dornick, pr- Production director at Image Comics, you know. Hmm. So it's, so, it's yeah. you know, there's a lot of directors who don't direct too many people. So. Right. Well, I mean, it's like, does your department have two people? Are you the senior person in yes. that department? Yes. Then you are the director. Yeah. And Congrats. then they have a very large freelance staff mm-hmm. that yeah. doesn't figure sure. into any of this. Yeah. Or, um, or you know, contra- or independent contractors. Yeah. Well, I mean... What I have to say is, mm. as someone who has run, someone who's worked at a lot of loosely run companies, there's definitely a line between loosely run but functional and totally dysfunctional. And I have to say that my having worked at dysfunctional places <laughs> radar has gone off. And, and listeners, um, I was employed at a place where at one time, out of seven people, I was the only person with my job title left. Mm. At one point, um, this is ringing all my alarm bells that this is a very disorganized and badly managed business. I could be wrong, but it's just the demands are making it sound like this must be a zoo in there and I feel bad for everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I, 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 I don't know anything about how the business no, is run, but, so but, I'm, I, I can't I'm, make any statements no, about no, that. No, of course yeah. not. And Calvin, um, you're in a different position where you have to deal with these people. But I, as, yeah. as someone who, who is the uh, junior member of this <laughs> podcast and does not have to uh, make ad buys or shake hands, um, I will say that just reading in between the lines the demands, it sounds like there are some serious management concerns here. Let's leave that there. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're a detective. Anybody who's, de- mm-hmm. you know, being a detective sure. um, can kind of figure that out. Now, so what, at, 
go on. Oh, oh no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I'm saying at this point, um, uh, uh, the image is clearly not going to voluntarily say, yes. even though you have uh, seemingly uh, the bargaining unit, an overwhelming number who support it and intend to vote for it, uh, we it, it, uh, they intend to, as is their right, to hold an uh, election. So they have uh, gone to the, commu- uh, commu- the Communication uh, Workers of America and said that they intend, they want the election. They've, um, uh, put, uh, the, the CWA has petitioned the National Labor Relations Board. They are looking at their proposal. At some point, they will announce that there's going to be a secret ballot. Uh, so the eligible members can uh, hold a vote. Uh, uh, the CBWU actually, uh, obviously says this seems completely unnecessary. Um, but it is Image's right. Yes. Management's right to call for an election. Yes. Now, what I'm interested in, once an election, uh, once an election has been, um, scheduled, uh, I mean, is Image going to campaign against it? Well, I mean, we don't, you know. I'm not saying been, they will. No, I mean, we don't but, know. There hasn't been any public facing yeah. statement, although Eric Larson did retweet or like some tweets that um here's one of the tweets he retweeted a lot of people commenting on this post which i guess is the image post and don't realize the people that want the union is the creatives it's the office staff sure they do some work however at the end of the day they aren't creatives an image doesn't want office staff vetoing creatives they don't like this, Eric said this? He didn't yeah. say it. Yeah. He, retweeted he retweeted it, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. Now, I have only screenshots. They're saying he deleted it. So, you know, it's a little bit of a hinterino there, I suppose, you could say. Well, yeah. Um, well, you know, I mean, that maybe that is a source for bargaining. Yeah. You know, maybe if you don't want the office staff to alone have the right to vote upon what is and is not published, you can come up with some alternate arrangement. Yeah. Well, listen, I'll say this. You know, Image has a very interesting um, organization. I mean, it does have a owners who are, you know, these creatives who did start the company mm-hmm. and, and to get more rights for creators. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe they have a board. Uh, mem- I forget their partners. Mm-hmm. I forget what the exact term for them is. Um, but I believe it's the image partners who are kind of the board of directors for the company. And Im- uh, Eric Stevenson is the publisher. He's mm-hmm. one of the partners also. And um, and they have a very interesting relationship with Robert Kirkman. Well, he's a partner. Yeah, he's a partner. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, each partner has their own studio. Mm-hmm. However, in actuality, there's only two studios left. There is mm-hmm. uh, Top Cow, right. which is owned by Mark Silvestri. And there's Skybound, which is owned mm-hmm. by Robert Kirkman. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the image books basically come out through Image Central, which is run by Eric Larson. Mm-hmm. Or Eric Stevenson. Excuse pardon me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, hey. Um, Wasn't Larson a publisher there at one point, too? Yeah, I think they've all taken turns mm-hmm. being the publisher. You know, oh, you know, then there's Todd McFarlane. I forgot. You know, oh, yes, he has yes, his, yes, yes, you know, Todd still... has come back mm-hmm. as a studio. He just announced his big NFT company this right, week. Yeah. Oh boy. That's awesome. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, it, look, Image is known as being very decentralized. Mm-hmm. I think that's very obvious just from, t- you know, dealing with them and, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, I think as Kate alluded to, I think if you read these demands, it says that maybe that is not um, a great way to run this company that is, you know, the third biggest publisher right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what really interests me is that we are seeing this move to unionizing. You know, a lot of, uh, like the CWA has been, as far as I can tell, pretty instrumental in hope, helping a lot of small yeah. shops unionize. And in the, you know, there was the whole Kickstarter drama, which you talked about uh, a couple years yes. ago. Mm-hmm. But um, Paizo yes. has they, Yes, they very recently. Yes. yes. Um, the gaming company. Yes, and mm-hmm. they are a gaming company. They also publish comics. They do. Though. They do. Yeah. They kind of license them yes, out. but they, they license they do. them, but mm-hmm. they are, you know, they're, they're, uh, they diamond, their characters ex- they're diamond exclusive stuff. for their yeah. comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and um, they, the comics aren't half bad. <laughs> I haven't yeah. seen them in a few years. So they kind of followed the same sort of – this just happened last month where they kind of did the same thing. They created United Paizo Workers. Um, but they have a cool, uh, logo with a demon hand and said, don't split the party. So they have a cool mm-hmm. motto. Also, uh, they also worked at the CWA. Unlike Image, they had some pretty public, um, uh, accusations of some kind of, you know, misconduct oh, really? and like yeah, very I didn't follow public. This closely. Yeah, I didn't follow. I think you're a bigger company too. Oh, yes, they have like yeah. um, almost a hundred employees. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And at first, they were not recognized by management, and then management turned around and voluntarily recognized. Them. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm trying to read. Uh, yeah, they they and you know once that happens, then you have to negotiate your first contract. Yeah. So, um, you know, listen, Image has only 21 employees. It's a pretty small company. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of drama behind yeah, the scenes be. that led to this. Could be. But you know what? Uh, we need this. And, you yeah. know, it could be the canary in the coal mine mm-hmm. yep. for the comic book industry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we will see. Uh, I mean, I, I was a union member a long, 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 long time ago. <laughs> when I was in college. I was a, I, I, well, when I dropped out of college, mm-hmm. I should say more. Uh, and, uh, but it, you know, this is a big industrial union. I was a baker's helper. Oh, wow. Um, and, uh, there were a couple of times I really was glad I had a union. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, you really can't compare that. I mean, this was like, this was the, you know, proletariat. This was like, I was working on an assembly line and I was working my ass off. Yeah. yeah. Well, you I know? mean, <laughs> I'm, I, uh, I'm a social worker. I work in what is basically a clinic, um, arguably an office. And, uh, I'm a member of the healthcare workers oh, union. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a union doesn't solve all problems. Mm-hmm. There are certainly times where it can be clunky or unhelpful, but you know, it really helps to have someone who doesn't work in the office who you can go to to bring collective issues to the boss instead of it just being an employee being like, hi, Absolutely. uh, I personally have complaints myself. You know, unity is good. Yeah, and also, um, I mean, unions were very strong in the 40s and the 50s into the 60s, and we've just, you know, it all started when Ronald Reagan fired the the air traffic controllers. Yeah, unions I mean, are under been, siege. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, are under siege. I mean, they've been sieged. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've been destroyed yeah. by, yeah. like, all of this. And, you know, like, employees' rights are absolutely been eroded by all of this, by the rise of the gig economy. And mm-hmm. um, we're seeing just, you know, this is a huge 
moment, a huge movement. Right. And in the larger world, and I'm glad to see someone in comics. And like everything. Yeah, it's a pendulum swinging back. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's not to say that there haven't been some dysfunctional unions over the years. We're not saying that they're saints. But there's definitely a a place Mm -hmm. for that Mm -hmm. collective work. I mean, the Starbucks, um, mm-hmm. sure. a number of Starbucks are trying to unionize. Sure. And yeah, obviously we've been following Amazon, but I do think like everything else, the pandemic has speeded up and kind of, uh, provided more scrutiny on labor, how labor is treated. And I think, um, uh, unions are getting a second look, yeah. uh, particularly in these service jobs, you know, very often that, um, used to be take it or leave it, but now people are saying, you know what, I'm going to leave it. Yeah. yeah. Well, look at the truckers. Yeah. You know, it turns out after all the, you know, propaganda of the 70s and early 80s about how great it is to be a trucker. I mean, you know, BJ and the bear, uh, if you remember that, Clint Eastwood and his orangutan, you know, it was a very, made to be this incredibly glamorous job sitting in a truck driving all the time. And, uh, you know, now they're all old and they're, just saying their bodies can't take it and they're sick of sometimes living in their cabs and nobody wants to be a trucker anymore. Well, I mean, here is the other side of capitalism. I mean that in a good way, mm-hmm. which is if your services are in demand, then you are in a stronger bargaining position. And relative to inflation, wages have not really gone up no. with profits I mean, for a long time. That's it, you know? Yep. And so... This may hopefully lead to a certain amount of positive rebalancing as far as wage to company income. We can only hope. Yeah. All right. So, uh, more a developing story. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Come. All right. Okay. Um, well, speaking of, uh, image. They are the biggest publisher still remaining at Diamond Comics. Diamond's had a rough year and a half, and it just got worse because on Friday, I, you know, I have some retailer friends, and they were like, oh, we can't get on the Diamond website. And then on Sunday afternoon, Diamond announced that they were under a ransomware attack. And that's, you know. If it wasn't for bad luck, Diamond wouldn't have any luck at all. And... You know, we are, um, well, to be fair, uh, far larger companies than Diamond have gotten held to ransom. Oh, without uh, a doubt. I mean, oil companies, hospitals. Sure. Yeah. No, without a doubt. I mean, they, they're just sort of the latest. I mean, what, it's just like a run of bad luck that the mm. Diamond distributors has been going through in the last, you know, two years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, and have, this is just the latest, you know, episode of it. Well, I, I have heard rumors, and I'm not as well connected as Heidi, but I have heard rumors that Diamond might not be the most technologically advanced when it comes to their computer systems. Well, so it does make I, me wonder if their cybersecurity was not completely up to date. Well, I mean, you know, famously they were using Windows 96. Yeah, that's where I was. Like, that's what I was talking as around. recently as like 2016, which I mean, talk about a vulnerability. It's a miracle this hadn't happened before. Um, so they've set up a website uh, called Diamond Comics Updates, which I'm looking at right now. But basically, um, there's a few. Calvin, you said there was three cities that aren't getting. Yeah, their they mentioned. Um... They mentioned, let me see if I can find it. They mentioned three cities, um, that shipments have been delayed. Um, 
and naturally I can't seem to find it right now. And uh, what a time of year yeah. for it to happen. Well, with also the shutdown and all that, you know, the yeah. supply chain shutdown. So, um, apparently they are, um, you know, they are, uh, handling this as best they can. They're working with the law yeah. enforcement. I mean, they brought in outside experts and, um, you know, listen, they're working hard. I mean, yeah. they're, they're working hard to, yeah, to Baltimore, Boston and Dallas. They okay. mentioned that there, uh, there may be and there probably will be, uh, delays, mm-hmm. shipments to the following drop points. Um, and, uh, and that's not just those cities. It's everything in the, the surrounding area that gets their yeah, shipments. Yeah, because these are drop points. Yeah, because yeah, these drop are drop points. points. Yeah, um, it says, yeah, uh, Diamond Dallas drop point update. Uh, yeah. This is uh, like pick up pro- people who pick up product at Diamond's Baltimore drop point. Maybe pick up there, um, on Thursday. If they get it on the 10th, they can get it today. So, yeah. you know, everything's been delayed. Yeah. I mean, you know, props. And some international customers. Yeah, but I mean, props to Diamond. Well. I mean, yeah. they're yeah. working through this as best. Yeah. And, you know, ransomware is a huge, I mean, it's not just, Diamond. I mean, wasn't the NBA hit by ransomware attack? I think, or I'm not sure that that, that may be case. Major case, hospital but system. But we know, that yes, is, we know this is, yeah. this is a gas company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, major oh, oil. Yeah, uh, yes, yeah. So it's, transport company. Yeah, so, yeah. So it's mean, it's not. You and, know, they're they're very smart. These these thieves. Well, and also, it may well be that Diamond's luddite tendencies have worked to their benefit. Because if everything was fully networked and very dependent <laughs> on their computers, they might have shut the whole thing down. I mean, look at Facebook. When it got shut down, it literally locked everyone out of the building. So, you know, this may be a good time to have uh, been using some paper and pencil. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and listen, uh, good wishes to Diamond. Uh, yeah, ab- absolutely. You know, As I say, and this, and, not, we're not wishing this on anyone. Yeah, and, and remember, uh, everyone... Back everything up externally. Oh yeah, yeah. Control S. Yes, yes, yes. And, yeah, and hopefully they they can come to this very quickly. Yeah. They, they've even posted a a, a site. Yeah. Uh, yeah. DiamondComicsUpdates.com. Diamond yeah. Com, so yeah. where they're they're so, posting because they can't get into their own website. Yeah. yeah. Right. So yeah, they had to send out an email. I mean, apparently they have some. But anyway, listen. Uh, good. Uh, you know, best wishes to Diamond. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. And, obviously, and, and working yeah. through they this, through and this. I hope it's not too and, much more. And listeners, if you think, oh. Computer viruses and malware are a thing of the past. Oh, no, 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 no. This may not be as bad as it was at the worst of times, but get yourself a good antivirus. Or I'll have a Mac, which is like, you know, uh, essentially already vaccinated, but you could have a breakthrough. Yeah, this is, this is the equivalent of yeah. Right, but if you don't have a Mac, it's not hopeless. Just get a damn antivirus. Yeah. You can get a good yeah. one free these days. I mean, well... There's yeah, lots yeah. of podcasts about cybersecurity. So yeah. Go yeah. Again. Go look one of those up. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, comics in the news. Um, you know, they're, uh, you know, they're trying to, a lot of, uh, Republicans, I'll just say it because they are Republicans, <laughs> seems to be the unifying factor, are trying to gin up controversy by banning books. Uh, Texas, uh, the great state of Texas, um, a state, a uh, local politician, see if I can find it here, um, named Matt Krause came up with a list of 850 books to ban. Or no, he, 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 he asked schools if they were, care, they had these books available and, uh, how much they were spending on these books. So it isn't that they've been banned, it's just that they are being scrutinized. Mm. And then 
Governor Greg Abbott actually came out and, you know, specifically called out a couple titles. One of them being Genderqueer, a yes. graphic novel by Maya Kobab. Mm. Uh, by the way, Maya is a, a former PW reviewer. Absolutely. I worked with M for years. Uh, they are really an awesome cartoonist, really lovely person, and um, and actually, I have interviewed my at um, I think it was at Book Expo. I'll have to find it's on more to come. I have to find the number if I can before, but um, uh, I interviewed uh, my about um, gender queer, mm-hmm. and you know, and um, uh, it's a it's a it's a Smart, wonderful, delightful book. Uh, yeah, I mean, one of the things that this, even though this is going to a new level, I mean, it's, it's also a good time to remember that, um, book banning, book challenges in mm-hmm. libraries. Yes. This goes on all day, uh, all year, uh, um, uh, four years. But and on the other hand, there, sometimes it has spikes, and this is there, a spike. There are certainly spikes. Um, yeah, this I, I was, is a new level. I gotta say, and, well, there's certainly a new level when yeah. the governor of a state uh, becomes a. Well, listen to this, a, a and he called bit. out. He, he Governor Abbott. I'm reading from a CNN story. Called on the state school boards to remove books he described as pornography, um, and he specifically called out uh, genderqueer. Which honestly has literally one panel, literally one panel of uh, sexual uh, encounter in if it. If you yeah. felt strongly about it, you could literally put a sticker over an, that panel and, and, and keep the rest like of the a, book. A three hundred page book. It's actually a really long, thick book. Yes, it's a, yeah. and I mean with this one freaking panel. And, you know, it's just so disingenuous and stupid. And, uh, Maya wrote an awesome op-ed for the Washington Post talking about how queer, uh, genderqueer youth, uh, you know, trans youth need to read narratives like this. And I mentioned how, you know, A wish that they, uh, by the way, Maya uses A, M, and air pronouns. Just yes. if you didn't wonder why I'm saying this, but, um. Yes. Uh. We went over a pronoun. Yes. Was- I know. Well, it, it always <laughs> comes up. So just, yes. just to be clear. Uh, and, uh, anyway, a, uh, would long to have a narrative like this when they yeah. were growing up. And, you know, kids need these kind of narratives. Queer yeah. kids need, and you know what? Yeah. Straight and, and, for straight yeah. people! They're and, great and, for straight and, people! And we should also remember that, you know, Ginger Queer has been in challenge in Rhode Island as well. Uh, I mean, we can go down the list. There's yeah. a lot of books and that are being challenged. It's not in just, libraries and in school boards. And it's not just LGBTQ books no. that are oh, being wow. challenged. Critical. Oh no, critical no, no. race theory. Yeah, and when you think critical race theory, you may think some real firebrand books, right? Well, let me tell you one of the, two of the things that are currently being challenged in Texas. Jerry Craft, oh, cuddly little kid oh, books. Oh my god, Newberry New Award and Class Act. Now. These are addressing racism in like the most generous hearted and most basic, humane, 
school it child appropriate new ways. Kid won the Newberry yes, Award. Yes. Yeah, none of this is demonizing white people. No. It's just about how, you know, we can all get to know each other better and stop being scared of each other yeah, and all that good stuff. I and mean, it's like, oh the, no, let's ban that. That's critical race. You know, Jer- Jerry just uh, was quoted in the, the, that, that, you know, he's selling tons of books. Yes, sure yes, gender yes, queer, which is what usually happens. You know, you know, we should, do, we should, as it should, follow up on gender queer and see how sales are yeah, on that book because but, but we should remember well. that the LGBTQ, uh, theme books are, are often, uh, absolutely. This, though, though it, it ranges far and wide. I mean, um, I know what one of the on the, one of the uh, ALA's ban lists I think was in 2018. Um, let's see who was how, who was on here. Um, no, I'm I'm screwing it up here now. 2019 uh, because c- comics figure prominently on in quite a few. Lists. Oh yeah, uh, well uh, this this one summer by by Julian and Mariko Tamaki was uh, I think. The number one book one year. Right. Uh, Dave Toki's books have been on right. these oh, bands. For been Pete's challenged. Sakes. Uh, yes, Captain Underpants has been challenged. Captain uh, Underpants has been challenged, you know, people. You know, this, he I runs wanna, around in his underpants. So, so this Krause, yeah. this, yeah. this list. And by this, the way, a challenge is a formal request to a library to have a book removed from the shelves. Yes. yes, and and libraries have policies for how to yes. handle challenges. This is not; they are ready for it. That's the thing; they are ready for it. Right, and, but there are extra fun complications. Yeah, because um, some people have suggested that um, the library should turn over the list of what children have checked out yes. these books. I mean, yeah, this is luckily just, libraries yeah, will not do that. This is just. Starting. And you know, I'm looking at this amazing, amazing list. And it's, you know, it's so obvious they did some kind of keyword search somewhere. One of the books that's on this is, is Wonder Woman Unbound, The Curious History of the World's Most Famous Heroine by Tim Henley, who's a, mm. you know, comics writer. Um, V for Vendetta is on here. Yeah. Uh, Why the Last Man is on here, although it's called The Last Man. I guess they saw that title and thought it meant it, that, you know, they wanted to kill off all the men, which is what the book is about. Um, <laughs> you know, Wandering Sun, there's manga on this list. Oh, yeah. I mean, of course, there's class, of course, The Handmaid's Tale is on it. Um, you know, anything. R- drama by Raina Telgemeier is on it. Well, I mean, that is, I mean, you know, it has, unsurprising. Obviously, it has obviously, uh, the confessions uh, of Nat Turner by William Styron, yeah, yeah. a classic book, uh, that is taught and, but it's not just Texas. Yeah. It's in Florida too. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you know what? Check, please. Has oh. been challenged, uh, obviously. Of course, of course. And you know, this. My friend, that is the most PG-rated yeah. gay I, comic I you'll ever yeah. find. Yeah, Ukazu's delightful, yeah. uh, what, it, hockey oh. and LGBTQ, uh, graphic, uh, novel? But you know, you guys, we can't laugh about this. It's not funny. Well, it's, it's, it's darkly it's, funny, it's, right? It's darkly it's, funny, it's, but it's, 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 it's funny because it's horrible. But it's like, you know, as we know, critical race theory yes. is the new boogeyman. It's like Absolutely. the new caravan or gay marriage. And, oh, yeah. you know, one of the things that, you know, you know, uh, that they do is after the 20, oh, pardon me, 2000, uh, 2000, Six midterm elections. It might have been 2004. Anyway, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, Republicans mm-hmm. had run on an anti-gay marriage platform and they convinced everybody that, you know, gay marriage was so horrible. You're going to lose every election from here on out if you, 
uh, you know, supported it. And of course, here we are. Gay marriage is recognized uh, and is, uh, you know, widely popular, wildly popular. So, you know, we can't fall prey to these cynical um, motions, but they're very effective. Unfortunately, these days they are very effective. And we really, I mean, we can laugh at it, but, uh, you know, we can, we can laugh at the stupidity of what they choose to go after while at the same time saying, this is reprehensible and we have to continue to push back. Absolutely. And saying, oh, well, these things, sales increases does hit a blind spot, which is, yes, the people who have money and have access mm-hmm. to buy the book are purchasing the book. And that is great. But the importance of things being in libraries is that they are available to people of all ages and all Absolutely. Yeah. And, income levels. and you know, just to bring this back to genderqueer, I mean, I just, I, I've said many times, this is the Persepolis for, you know, non-binary gender non-conformity. Um, this is a book that... Ex- Persepolis has been on the, the right, banned book course, list, too. Of course, absolutely. <laughs> but, and, but, uh, but, you know, this is up. a really wonderful book that helps, unless I say, it's like, oh. you know, everyone should read it because it helps on you understand what the journey is yes. and how it works and it makes you, you know, it increases empathy and that's why these books are being banned because empathy is the enemy of this, you know... Scaremongering. Scaremongering. Uh, yeah. Yeah, obviously we're talking about, you know, um, uh, books aimed at the community very often where, where people do feel isolated. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And, and need this. So it's, yeah, it's more of the, uh, the worst of the culture wars. Yeah. Um, yeah. um but on, uh, and that's a perfect segue to a new imprint that I guess they'll just probably put all of their books yeah, on. Absolutely. On, um, we're a preemptive ban. Uh, yeah. Preemptive uh, sale here. Uh, if you if you don't know who Mariko Tamaki is, well, just well, we're well, all of her books are banned, so that's a yeah. good start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, she's a a a extremely talented uh, queer uh, comics writer. Her cousin is Jillian Tamaki, uh, who uh, I know one of our most talented comics artists. She has a book. Uh, they did a book together uh, called Skim, which kind of was. Uh, I don't know. This is really kind of a seminal book in, it seemed to me, in LGBT graphic novels. I don't know, Kate, would you agree or not or disagree? Or? Well, it, I don't know. Seminal, but certainly mm-hmm. on the cutting edge. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I, I mean, I would I would say seminal is certainly groundbreaking because it yeah. won several. It's really pioneering was nominated, in a certain time. And, now, it was nominated for several very yes. prestigious awards in Canada. Yes. Um, and so that really gave it uh, a boost. And then uh, this this one summer... And, uh, Laura Dean keeps breaking up with yes, me. Yes. Are, they. uh, you know, written by Mariko are, you know, multiple award winning, yes. uh, you know, classics. They're, they're absolutely classics. They really classics. are contemporary yeah, classics, classics without a yeah, doubt. Without a doubt. Uh, well, there's more to come. Yes. Because, uh, <laughs> Mariko is, uh, and she announced this, I don't know, she announced it at one of the, the I think the New York Comic Con a couple years ago. In any event, she's launching a new LGBT, LGBTQ plus focus graphic novel imprint. Uh, at Abrams Comics Art, it's called Surely Books. Um, uh, she uh, she told our our writer um, Bridget Alverson that her her partner Heather Gold, I believe her name is, gave her the idea and she's ran with it. So uh, the the first two books uh, I think will be released uh, this month. They came out, and that's Lifetime Passes by writer Terry Bloss and artist Claudia Aguirre. Uh, and there are more books to come, 
Uh, also, there's a story about this at publisherswiki.com slash comics, and you can hear a lot more about it. Uh, what do we got here? Um, uh, for next fall, we've got Homecoming by Caitlin Chan of a queer millennials coming out story set in Taiwan. Uh, Mimosa by Archie Bon Giovanni, the story of a group of 37 queer fans forced to examine their relationships as they get older. Uh, and, um, you know, I've seen lifetime passes. Uh, so look, you know, uh, if you, if you think, uh, a misguided governor, uh, or, uh, you know, wh- whoever is going to stop the tide of this, of a, of a new, really a new era, really almost a renaissance in comics art that's about all kinds of communities, including the LGBT community, then you got another thing coming. Yeah. Uh, yeah. they're coming and we're going to deal with the censors, um, and to make sure these books, I mean, the look, audience that they need we to. might be in for a fight, but uh, we have amazing weapons. <laughs> yeah, yes, absolutely. And the tools. are these, these wonderful tools. artists and writers, and we're yeah. going to get the work out there. Yeah, it's it's another round of a fight that's been going on for a long time, and the comics industry has never stopped that fight, and we'll keep it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah. Uh, Cheers to Mariko. Yeah. She's uh, one of my favorite comics people. She's such a great writer and now a great editor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, she's working with, um, with Charlotte Greenbaum, who is an editor at Abrams, mm-hmm. who's worked on a variety of comics work. I think, I think, uh, Charlotte, actually, you even worked on, um, uh, back, uh, uh, Durst book on, mm-hmm. um, Kent, uh, Kent State. So she's working, uh, along. I mean, there's a lot of interesting things going on in Abrams Comics Oz because, you know, John Jennings has the mm-hmm. Megascope yes. imprint there where he's doing, uh, focus on, on works by people of color. Now we have, um, um, uh, Mariko Tamaki now working there too. So, uh, there's, there, you know, the pot is like, you know, simmering at Abrams Comics Oz. Producing it, really producing the kind of comics that we've been talking about. Comics for a new generation mm-hmm. of readers who want just a wide variety of approaches to this category that we love. Absolutely. Um, I guess that's about it for our news items. It's a little bit of slow. I mean, everybody's kind of slowed down. Yeah, slow down. You know? bit, I mean, that's some pretty a pretty big items. We Does do we, indeed have. Yeah, briefs. we got a couple yeah. of briefs before we. Uh, and they are definitely on a lighter note. So, on the subject matter of things getting back to quote-unquote normal, um, the before unscheduled comics con schedule has gotten significantly more scheduled all at once. (laughs) So, Fan Expo, which has eaten Wizard World, (laughs) <laughs> yes, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> I don't, I don't know any other way to put it. They, they ate it. Um, they engulfed it. They're like an amoeba that has, mm-hmm. has taken in another smaller amoeba. Um, as now as 12 shows and they have booked, oh, sorry, has 17 shows and has booked all 17 mm-hmm. for 2022. So this includes MegaCon Orlando, Fan Expo Dallas, Fan Expo Chicago, formerly known as Wizard World Chicago, uh, Fan Expo Denver, Fan Expo Canada. 
um, as well as new shows, including Fan Expo San Francisco, and um, just a whole bunch of rebranded Wizard World shows amongst them. And these are in-person shows. These are all in-person shows. Yes. No more virtual. No. Um, I mean, they may have a virtual component as well, yes. but these are real shows that are booked for real buildings. Yeah. Um, um, Edmonton, Canada. Uh, Boston. Um, Dallas, Denver, Orlando, St. Louis, Cleveland, Calgary, Philadelphia, Toronto, Vancouver, Portland, New Orleans. I mean, it's, it's a lot of shows and they have all been given not just vague dates like, oh, late November. Oh, no, no, no. Like every single month of next year, there is at least one fan expo show yeah. scheduled. And well, frequently too. Yeah. I, just a real quick note. I mean, um, they're also launching the San Francisco Fan Expo over Thanksgiving, yeah. uh, weekend. So I guess that's a thing now. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. We'll right. See. And we, of course, we have San Diego coming up, huh? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, the, uh, special the, edition. The special edition of San Diego. And of course, as we've been talking here a little bit, Anime Expo, uh, excuse me, Anime NYC. Mark, yes. Pardon my, uh, yeah. you know, Misspoke, misspeaking there. Anime NYC will be uh, kicking off at uh, the Javits Center. Um, not this week. weekend. Not, not this weekend. But the weekend it's after. November 17th through something mm. or other? Yeah. Through the weekend? Um, it is Friday through Sunday. Oh, okay. It yeah. is a three-day weekend event. Um, tickets are selling out quickly, so get your tickets it's now. It's the 19th through the 21st. Yeah, okay. And we will all be there. Yeah. Yes. Yep. At least one day. Yep. So come say hi. Yeah. We'll Let us there. know what you think of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we can all get together and com- complain about Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. And on one more light note, Taika Waititi. Oh, yeah. Uh, known for his work on What We Do in the Shadows and Thor Ragnarok, among many others, is now announcing that he is going to be doing a movie interpretation of Alejandro Jodorowsky's Inkal. So this is... I, 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 how, Jodorowsky and Mobius. Yes, 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 Mobius. Alejandro Jodorowsky and Mobius' yes. Inkal. Yes, um, epic. <laughs> truly epic. Definitely uh, their brain chemistries are very strange if no external substances were used. Really, really out there, incredibly creative, deeply bizarre work, which I would have said was unfilmable until the word Taika Waititi was attached <laughs> to it. And then, well, okay. Might be filmable. Correct. So, yeah, so this is, uh, done in, in, with, uh, the publisher Humanoids, the, uh, mm. celebrated French American graphic novel publisher. Now also media platform and they, 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 cause they have an office. They're all, they're kind of split between LA, Britain, uh, and, oh, I guess London and, and Paris. Uh, and, uh, this is a, this has obviously been something that they have been focused on for a long time, getting this done. And they're doing it in collaboration with the, was Primer Entertainment, a new production house that apparently. Never heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, me neither, but apparently they, the, the production house, um, bought a stake in humanoids. Uh, and is, you know, using that to provide a lot of the, some of the funding to get this thing made. So, 
this is, you know, pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it will be either truly epic or really memorable. Well, the Inco is almost unfilmable and, um, you know, Taika Waititi. And by the way, you, you did leave out one of the most exciting things, which is that he's collaborating with Jermaine Clement on it from, you know, yeah, oh, yes. Flight of the Concords and, and uh, what also we in, what we do in the shadows. Yeah. Yes. So, um, you know, a good yes. buddy. So uh, they're, Jermaine, they're, so. they're back together to again. Adapt it as well as direct it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's very preliminary, but mm. we'll see what happens. Yeah. So, well, they're both writer-director yeah. types, so they'll make it yeah, happen. Speaking, do we have a little bit of time, right? We sure do. Do we have a little bit of extra time? We mm. do. Yes. Um, for uh, once. Wow. The first time ever. Uh, I mean, I, we could, I could just get home and for dinner, but, uh, has anybody <laughs> seen the Eternals? I have not. No. I want to. Ooh. Very much. Ooh. Ooh. Because I am extremely curious. Because usually, Okay, I've watched enough movies and TV shows, and I know fans well enough that when I put my little feelers out and I read reviews and I read fans talking to each other online about it, I can usually get a pretty good picture mm. of what I'm going in to see. But I have no freaking clue what I'll see if when I see the Eternals. I really, <laughs> I really, I do not know. Yeah. I it could. You are. I ab- do correct. not know. You are correct. You. It's very hard to describe. Yeah, I don't even know the comics. Have you read the comics? I mean, I read, I've like, read three the of characters them back in the day. Yeah. But that, in it's not based comics. on the comics. I mean, yeah. it took no, some, I assumed it was some not. I'm just concepts curious, for the comics and yeah. some names it, of the characters. It, but, yeah, um, it it sort of took Eternals characters and put them yeah. in a movie. Mm-hmm. And some of the concepts of the Eternals yeah. and put them in a movie. Well, Kate, I'm incredibly interested in seeing what you think of Eternals because... I came out of it, you know, it's been getting pretty bad. No, I say bad reviews. Yeah, it's been getting, it's been getting yeah, I'd, say, I'd say, you know, 65% reviews, which on mm. Rotten Tomatoes is a, yeah. is a rotten, you know, it's not good. So it's not like, oh my God, what a shit, a crappy movie. It's more like, oh man, this has yeah. got, this doesn't work and this does, you know, yeah. so well, things like that. I hate people talking about the pacing of it. Right, the pacing. Really well, I, not- you know, look, I'll say one thing. I was sitting there and the people were talking and, you know, normally I like the people talking most in a Marvel movie. And then suddenly a big fight broke out. And I was like, oh, thank God. Um, but <laughs> I... When you start waiting for a fight in a Marvel movie, that's a big turnaround. But I... <laughs> I After I thought about this movie, I actually really liked it. And, you know, Hideo Kojima, the uh, famous manga director... Uh, or excuse me, anime director had a, a little tweet today. He said, the Eternals are backlit from beginning to end. And even the closer cuts cast strong shadows. On their faces. The colors are colorful, but the tone is subdued. Hmm. My father's name is also Kingo. So that's probably the best review I've read, Kate. <laughs> so, but, I, but anyway, I'm very but, interested, just to, to finish my one thought, I'm very interested to know what you think. Because when I walked out, I, I thought to myself, you know what? People, the critics are not going to like this movie, but fans are going to ship the hell out of a lot of well, this movie. Yeah. I, I think this may be a very specific type of fan bait, which is the fascinating mess. I could be wrong. But there's a type of movie that is ambitious and maybe doesn't fill in everything it suggests, but gets fans' minds working. And even if people are like, well, I didn't quite get this bit, or I didn't quite get that bit, but... You know, I it didn't do what I expected, and I really like mm. the characters and stuff. So I wonder if this will be one of those. Well, I, there are, it it looks like it'll be interesting. Whether it's good or bad, I think it's going to be 
interesting. I think that's accurate, and yeah. I will say, but you know what? I highly we should. I highly recommend. Yeah, I'll, you go I'll, see it. Go I'll to the try, matinee. I'll try and don't, see. It. Don't go well, to the matinee. Well, what I am going to do, Heidi and dear listeners, which listeners now this week, right now, today. Fridays, this is coming out, is your last day to get a month of Disney Plus for two bucks. <gasps> Do it. I am going to get it, it for two bucks for Do a month it. because yeah. I had Disney Plus before and I'll get it back again for a week, a month at least. So and I then can, you can watch see Hawkeye. So I can watch, yes, that, but also so that I can watch the various Marvel movies that I missed yeah. over the pandemic. I've oh. been watching What If, which I really like. Oh, I haven't, I haven't watched I that really because I like have heard comics good so things about I it. I really like What If. So and, and listeners, I've seen about Seven or eight of them. If, if you, Heidi actually recommended this to me, low all these months ago, uh, and the last time I had Disney Plus for like a month or two before I watched everything I wanted to watch and turned it off, um, was the Imagineering Story, which oh, is a was, really, I watched a couple of those, it was so good. Fascinating documentary about the creative people at Disney that make the parts happen. Yeah, sure. And it's, and it's actually, Surprisingly, warts and all for a production made by Disney. So, um, you know, fellow, how does it happen, geeks? Um, tune in and see the process. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to tune in for, for two bucks and then deny Disney my money again. Well, do you, Calvin, do you have Disney Plus? Uh, yes. Okay. Cause, uh, do we should all, you know, we should try and watch let's it. Let's rewatch the movies. We didn't, you know, yes, we, yeah, let's let's watch I yeah, I, I, cause I'm look, actually looking forward to seeing Shang-Chi again. I need to and, see Shang-Chi. Oh, so I haven't, haven't seen, seen it. Okay. I haven't seen that so yet. So that's my next Let's one. plan, uh, a I'm episode a behind, where we do folks. catch up. And you know, I'm just watching Squid Game. In fact, I'm going to go home and watch that now. I'm so behind on that also. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, uh, listen, uh, once again, um, don't forget to uh, leave us a rating and let us know what you think and keep it coming because there will be more to come. Look for the union label when you are buying that coat, dress, or blouse. Remember somewhere our union sewing. Our wages going to feed the kids and run the house. We work hard, but who's complaining? Thanks to the ILG, we're paying our way. So always look for the union label. It says we're able to make it in the USA. Hey, listeners, if anyone wants to filk this for comics, <laughs> send us your lyrics. Oh, union. <laughs>